Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, offering quality live programming with holistic, spiritual, psychic, and metaphysical hosts. Welcome to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Straight talk, enthusiastic support, and heartfelt encouragement for you to open up to your sacred sexuality. And now your host, Leslie Blackburn. Yay, my love. Yay, welcome. Welcome to Sacred Sexuality. We are exploring today, once again, as we do each month with these exquisite topics of sexuality, consciousness. Oh, you know, who, know, who, else, who knows what else comes through as we meet these deep topics of things that are sometimes really hard to share about or talk about and are so important in our journey of being here in a body in this lifetime. I believe they're kind of crucial and key to our whole journey is like, what's it like to be in our bodies, trust how we relate with our bodies and each other, and to really co-create this culture of love and respect for ourselves and each other and the planet. And through that, the deep place of really trusting our sexual energy and sexual power is the core of bringing that presencing into our whole lives and not compartmentalizing it in the way that I know I served in the first part of my life. So this is this journey, and we're going to explore meditations and plugging in and sinking into the body, as well as discussion and awareness and questions I welcome on these topics of sexuality and consciousness as we explore today. So as we do, we're going to begin with listening to the body and starting that process of slowing way down. Ah, Allow a breath. Allow yourself to notice plugging into your own body and your own awareness. And for a moment, wherever you are, whether you're joining in live with us now or in the archives, Let this transmission, this possibility, weave through the space-time, through the everything, and be with it. Join us. Maybe for a moment, taking a breath and inviting an exhale with some sound. (sighs) Letting yourself... Ah, notice your body, notice your pelvic bowl, pelvic floor, and the way that is connected with whatever surface you're sitting down on or lying on, letting yourself feel that connection and notice the relative relationship of your pelvic bowl in space to feel support. Can you make any adjustments you need to feel support? Hmm. And taking a moment to also 
from those roots and that connection, notice your midline, notice the center of your body. Maybe one way to relate to that is the spine. Let yourself start to notice and scan down through your midline as you create a little more space and length. Make some room in there. Scanning down through the crown of the head, the centers of the brain, the roof of the mouth, into the throat, behind the heart and the lungs, down through the diaphragm and the belly, into the deep space of the belly and the pelvic bowl, the pelvic floor, feeling your sit bones, leg bones and the hip sockets. And down through the knees, the lower legs, the heel bones, the soles of the feet, and the tips of each toe. Allowing your root system from the pelvic floor and the soles of the feet to spiral down through the cushions or the structure of the support you're on. Down into the any spaces or structures below that. And through the foundation into the soil of the earth, allowing your roots to spiral through the soil, meet the water table, drink it in, drink in the fluid, and dipping down past the water table into the deep center of the earth, wrapping around the central core as you feel your roots connected. from this space of connection with yourself and opening to that vital force, that powerful, vibrant life force energy that is you. Can you also, what I call yes and, yes, noticing your body and can you feel gently widen into the space to start to feel the space around your body and into the space of the room perhaps you're in and begin to notice the relational space, the maybe other people you're sharing space with or other items in your space or nature and the trees, grass, and the moss. And as you widen into feeling that yes and, welcoming, receiving light and being here now, Yay. And now we continue. So today's topic, I'm feeling called. We're we're exploring speaking your sexual truth. And that has meant a few things to me over years. And in particular, most recently, why this is coming up um, is my own journey. I'll start with a little bit of share around my own journey with voice. My, um, my path uh, as a sacred sexual healer, a transformational guide, has looked many different ways over the now over a decade that I've been meeting this in the world. And it came from, as many of you are aware, my, my past before that was what I called living in corporate heteronormative land for a lot of years and living, uh, being in a corporate engineering career and driving and kind of driving and climbing and acquiring and succeeding in, in the corporate ladder path. And while that 
served and, and definitely had aspects that I appreciated and enjoyed. There was a time where I finally woke up and realized that it wasn't, that wasn't what I was driving for. And uh, as I woke up and started to recognize that my own, recognize my own self, recognize my own inter- interconnection with all beings in the world and the value of that, recognize the relational space as being so crucial to how we grow and live and transform and begin even more recently to really recognize the ways in which my cultural lineage or my growing up impacted me and the ways in which I felt that I didn't get things that could have been of service and ways in which I was reaching out to try to find and grasp at those things. And and then seeing, you know, the journey of starting to speak about what's important to me that's so different now than what was important to me or what I'll say what I was able to recognize or speak about <clears throat> in those early years and starting to have a little more clarity as to why that's so hard and often not really having any clue as to why it's so hard <laughs> just then releasing into going, it's hard, instead of trying to figure out why, which was a big thing I used to try to do all the time. I have to figure out why this is hard to say or hard to speak. And sure, you know, things arose around my own journey with um, childhood stuff that happened that we, you know, I like to use the word trauma very widely. The the trauma is um, things that we carry in our body that just feel stuck, you know, a way in which something doesn't feel good. And we are now carrying guilt or shame or pain. And we can, we can start unpacking and unwinding these stories and these old things. And they come from, oh, journey in this lifetime. And also, I'll invite journey from other lifetimes, as well as the collective. We really are all connected. And in that, we're all in this together. And in that, we're, I'll invite, we're all in this together and everything's going to be okay. Like, it really is and what are the ways each step of the way that we start to wake up and recognize and feel the need to I'm noticing the need to speak out more broadly about certain things things that have been important to me maybe all my life that I felt terrified to speak in the first decades of my life for fear of serious reprisal or you know of being hurt um, whether that was emotionally hurt or physically hurt um, and feeling shame, feeling guilt, feel, getting yelled at, getting teased, laughed at. Um, luckily, in my case, I didn't have a lot of fear around getting physically harmed, although that did also happen. Um, but I know that many are feel the, the clamp down on speaking or, be, or honoring who we are because of actual fear of physical harm or death. And that I have felt less directly in this lifetime, but super clear through my body from the collective and from past lifetimes, where as I start to even say something that may be important, um, even times where my throat would literally just shut down and have no capacity to actually speak, really physically not able to speak. So I'll give some examples of this. So what I want to explore as we're going in today's show is like what's it like to speak our sexual truth so speaking our truth is one piece 
speaking our sexual truth can be a whole new layer to that. Um, my where this comes up most recently, I kind of I'm getting nudged. I feel like the spirit sort of going, okay, you've been talking in some generalizations. Let's get to some of the specifics. And the speaking, so a couple of examples come in. One is we host, we host our monthly temple gatherings here in our space. And they've been about, for years now, the, the theme is coming and speaking freely and openly and from your heart around sexuality and consciousness. And that can include kink and BDSM and fetish, gender inquiry, gender expression, um, sexual preferences and sexual expression, things that you felt too shy to talk about with anyone else, um, things that you felt like you couldn't bring up at home to feel safe to be heard and to share and speak from your heart. And it's a powerful group and it's different every time. It's so amazing to see each month how it's shaped so differently as we co-create and different beings are getting called in and feeling attracted to joining us in the space. It's so beautiful. And what I hear so, so often in that group is, is the, oh my gosh, I never felt like I could share this before. Or it was so beautiful to be held so caringly. You know, it's like to feel the love and care of the group and the support and the network and the community that says, hey, it's okay to be you. You know, you be fully, authentically, expressively you as long as we're not hurting ourselves or anyone or anything. Like, it's not about behaviors that uh, hurt others. So can we, even if we have differences of opinion, even if we don't see through the same lens, which we don't, we all see through our own lenses, can we see that we may look at life differently and yet we can really honor each person as being uniquely them? And I see the way in which we're creating that there. And it, it's, it's, it's starting to grow big questions in my mind of how can, we, how, can we, how can I offer that in a wider way, which is another question because it's like a group here in our area in Southeast Michigan. Great. And like there's so much more, you know. Um, so that's a curiosity of mine. And um, but being able to, to have that conversation and feel safe and speak from our hearts and really begin to, you know, that alone, let alone the, you know, the expressions of how do we now start to meet and trust that sexual energy or, you know, the curiosities we might have around that thing that may really turn us on. You know, what's it like to meet these questions for ourselves and to notice where we get shut down or feel shy in our sexual energy or in our sexual desires and, be met and seen and heard and cared for and listened to and and start to unwind the shame that we often carry in our sexual energy. So um, that's one place where speaking, speaking and starting to get that practice. How can we do it? Because the speaking your sexual truth, to me, this has um, several layers to it. One is, first of all, like having the confidence or the awareness to start to notice what it is you might that might feel important to you and once you notice that can you kind of see it for yourself so sometimes we don't even let ourselves 
um, see or trust what's arising in our own presence, in our own witness. And so it can be hard to see it. So that, that alone is another big step. Once we can start to see it and recognize it as like something that wants to be expressed or seen, can we then actually formulate what that means? Like what, what do we want then? What is the want or the need or the desire out of the, out of the thing that's arising up? So to shape it into something that you're going to communicate. And then to communicate it, to really actually say like with a lover, with a friend, with someone um, maybe you're reaching out and working with like, a, like, for example, as a sacred sexual healer, this is often what I'm working with, with folks is let's feel safe to unpack these sexual stories that you've written and lived with maybe for decades and unpack that shame and unpack the guilt and let yourself really be you and trust in the, in the, what's it like to create that container of safety to express and be in. And that's part of what I offer in my work. So there's different ways that you can reach out for that type of support. And um, just knowing you want to reach out and to start that process is great. And then once you do, like, what's it like to actually start to communicate it, to really speak, speak it, like create the space and speak it. And what can happen is we either get all um, – shy about it and then it kind of blurts out maybe in an awkward way that's not held and that can feel pretty awful if we we have this tender thing that wants to be shared and we're not really holding it in a way that needs the care that it's going to need and we just kind of blurt it out in a social situation where it can't be held and then we feel even more shameful and more guilty and this happens super often or vice versa um we never, you know, we don't share it. We stuff it away and we store it in the body. And now it just becomes this cycle of shame or like ruminations, like the way it, things just brew over and over and over and over again in our head. And we don't ever get a chance to unlock the story because we've kept it to ourselves. We, we can't, it gets, it, stay, it gets stuck in a big loop, in a loop of like n- no escape because there's kind of no pathway for it to move. So I've seen this as well and just supporting folks to go, hey, it's okay. It's okay for to start to bring this to the surface. And so how do we create that container, that space that says, hey, it really is safe to speak this truth and then start to really meet that and meet layers of it. So this now I want to get into a little bit of a story of my personal journey with that. Um, So what I just described were kind of these four things. Like first, can we notice something that we're curious about? Then can we see that? Like, so we notice um, something that's alive. Can we actually see it for ourselves and, and start to shape it into something that's going to be something we can ask for or get off of our chest, so to speak. And then can we actually speak it, actually have the conversation and bring it into words And, oh, and let me hit on a point of that, that the speaking it, for me, I want to encourage that it's more than just, can I type it into a text message and fling it off into the ether, okay? If this is something this tender for you, and if this is something that really, again, we're creating the space for not only when you speak something, is there the power of speaking it? 
but it's how can we hold for ourselves the container, create the safe space so that what we're speaking, we acknowledge has this value for us or has this tenderness for us. It's a big deal. When some of the things that we want to speak are a big deal. And so if we just casually float them off, or pop them off in a text message. These are, these are forms of communication that aren't, you know, we don't know how that's going to be held. So rather than throw it off into the blind chaos, really create the space. Like, hey, I have something important that I want to share. Are you available to have a conversation? Could we get together and share some time to talk? You know, or, but create intentional times and spaces to speak your truth. So that's part of what we do at Temple Gathering. And that's what I've started to realize over these years. Like part of what we're doing is creating, here's the intentional space where what, what is ready and possible to be shared can rise through somebody and come out because the container to, for it to land is, is there and available. So what I always say to my Temple Gathering um, community as we as we, as we form our circle and we begin to open sacred circle together is that we're, we're using a talking stick and in the talking stick traditions that I was taught um, it's, you know, whoever is holding the talking stick or the talking piece or the stone is, is being, it has the honor of speaking. Right. And yet what sometimes I don't necessarily hear when I hear this, this, this um, circle being guided by others is the importance of, those of us holding space in that circle. So if someone else has the stick or the, or the piece to talk, what value we bring as the witness, as the space holder to say, I'm deeply here with you. I'm listening now. Your share has a place to land. I don't have to carry it. I don't have to do anything with it. I don't have to fix it or change it, but I can I can hear you and witness and hold space and have a space for that deep territory of your share to land. That's an incredible relational gift that we have as humans that um, is, is undervalued, I think, sometimes in the world in sort of mainstream culture in America in particular. Um, it, you know, mainstream culture in America tends to just want to throw out little sound bites and just have them land where they may and, and not really have intentional uh, shared reflection in person time or even by phone time. It's often little nuggets of internet tidbits. And I really want to invite there's a power in what we create together in speaking our voices. So that our voices actually have a stronger presence of being heard when there's this container for them to be heard. So we might say, well, but I can't always create that container. And depending on what we mean by speaking voice, right, if it's in our advocacy work or we are sharing things out online, like, great, there are going to be times where the audience is different. And you can still have a level of care in what you, how you shape what you share to be tender on your own self, right? Like, this is important to me. And to ask for it to be held in that way or even to ask for it to be celebrated or ask for it to be for suggestions to be given or ask for suggestions not to be given. Like, I'm not looking for suggestions. I just want to air this, you know. So those types of things. And that's, to me, a part of creating the container for speaking our voice. 
And then my experience with it is as I get clearer and start to really feel the tribe and the support of people around me that are holding that space with me, then I now I'm noticing my own journey of feeling safer to speak in a wider audience, feeling safer to bring topics that I used to hold more closely in, in private, you know, one-on-one conversations or in my classes or in my workshops or temple gatherings. Like there's always been a level of openness there, but bringing it out wider to the public um, gets, st- for me, I'm clearer and more capable to do that as I feel safe as I practice sharing my voice in the smaller groups in the communities where I feel like I can be held and supported. So to create that for ourselves and actually feel the support and create that community is I think very important part of our speaking our sexual truth. So with that, I'm going to pause for a little break and we're going to come back and continue on this topic of speaking your sexual truth. You are listening live to Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. Today is Tuesday, April 16th, 2019, and you are listening to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to talk with Leslie live on the air, give us a call at 646-378-0378. That number again is 646-378-0378. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Mm, yay. Mm, thank you, my love. Mm, so as we now continue on this topic, one of the things that I, I want to share about and that I alluded to is this little bit of a story. And I'm going to get a little drink of my of my infusion here. Metal infusion is today's uh, liquid of choice. (laughs) Great. Ah, So speaking your sexual truth, um, speaking your voice, trusting your voice, this is a full body experience. The journey for me of getting clearer in my voice and um, the capacity to really trust what's moving through my body is one of, has been one of unpacking and what I call listening to my body and opening to body awakenings, uh, ways in which places that were held or stuck or numb or tight or bound up could begin to open and unwind and reveal and in that begin to make more space you know, think of our bodies, they're these sacred vessels. There are, you know, as an organism, we're like the channel, the vessel, the conduit for us as an energetic being or a soul being. Like our vital energy flows through our body. And what I'm finding is like the more I journey with that awareness of really recreating my relationship with my body, which I've been doing for about 20 years now consciously and trusting it and listening and loving and caring and following its guidance and its messages. Um, And 
strengthening and creating resiliency and, and flexibility and openness so that I can be a vessel for and a conduit for big energy. And part of what I do in my own journey personally, and then as I support others, is like offer ways, teach tools for how do we trust ourselves to feel safe to meet that big energy moving through our bodies. And as we do, that translates in so many ways. Big energy through, moving through our bodies is part of our sexual empowerment. It's also part of our voice. They're so connected. Because as we can move big energy, now we can move big energy, right? Like I can bring the voice, the bigness of something that may be edgy or uncomfortable out through my body. So most recently, and that I wanted to say this before, that speaking, um, speaking voice is different than writing it down. So I started to touch on that, but I want to really bring it up. So while we might feel safe to sit back behind a computer and type out an email or to write a note or do whatever and sort of ship it off, that's different and not bad, different. Feel into the type of communication style that you're really seeking um, to convey that, to let yourself um, bring your truth into the world, um, that the speaking of it has a very different quality to it than the organize it in my head and type it all out and make corrections and back up and rewrite. Like speaking, there's a huge value in this. So my love and I, I am a, um, I'm polyamorous and I have shared that about that on this program before. And my love and I, my primary partner, so to speak, this is my, my love Dixon, who is um, my life partner. We are shaping a home and a life together and, um, and we have additional lovers, um, have various, various delights in our in the constellation of our co-creation together. And that looks different and keeps looking different all the time as we're shaping and growing through life. And we have one lover, for example, who's been a part of our lives for pretty much the whole time, almost the whole time we've been together. And so she's been a part of our life for nine years. There are new lovers in our lives, um, especially quite recently, um, two beautiful beings who've been, for me, just a magical connection of, um, bringing together all that I love around building a conscious home and sharing conscious food and really getting clear and, and, and conscious in my communication with lovemaking and with shared experiences and unpacking stories from my body and claiming my playful childlike joy and wonder like all the way through my body not just when I'm talking about it but absolutely in the deep lovemaking space the joy and the play that's been so amazing now amongst all this my love was connecting with a new lover in uh, as he's touring and um, often not close to home and he was in a stretch where that was the case and connecting with a new lover and there were pieces um of that experience that we're starting to kind of light up in my body. And we had just opened this awareness of like, Oh my gosh, I think for the first time I'm actually feeling this like deep love and joy of, as he shared about this experience with this new lover that um, 
it felt much more accepting and loving and caring through my body. And I was thrilled. I'm like, yay. You know, I've done so much journey with my body and unpacking stories around as we are sharing loves with each other and others, the way that lands. And I'll be frank, just to sum it up in past years, especially early on, there were times where his connections with other people would just totally tank me. And I would feel like, you know, I want to, like my body would just crumble and I'd contract and I'd feel like I want to throw up and just feel this huge, um, these huge waves of heat and um, tightness and racing heart and disconnection. And um, finally, that wasn't happening. And I'm like, oh, sweetie, this, this feels really good. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that this feels really good for you. And, and it's a little, you know, it's still a little tender. So I just want to sit with that and let's check back in tomorrow. And, and in the process of this process, I thought basically I had conveyed one thing. He thought he heard another and it, 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 things got mixed wires, right? So even, even I view myself as a really good communicator in this realm, even in this case, the wires were crossed and um, the next day, as I was getting ready to share a little bit about how I thought I was doing pretty good still and, and then found out um, that he had reached out and there was an ongoing connection starting to happen that I wasn't expecting wasn't, and, was, um, and, and it hit hard in my body is what I'll say. So it felt like I had this tender little shoot of love and care that was being trampled over. And that's not at all, of course, his intention. Um, he, he, he had heard it differently and was still honoring all of our agreements. And still, I could feel so caring and in love with me. Like there was nothing he was doing at a, at an overt integrity level that was harmful or hurtful in any way. And yet my body was really clearly having a response that felt as if I was being hurt. And as I met that, and we went through this process of unpacking this story, um, I started, I reached out, I had support from some other fellow beings in my community that uh, was so great to feel held and cared for. And um, eventually we were able to get back together in person briefly because he was traveling back from this place that he was for a stretch and because he had been out of state. And, but then the idea was he's going to be back again to the same place out of state that he had been this two month experience. And he was just back for a visit. So we're now planning or trying to process this experience and planning for his desire, which was to continue to build this connection with this new lover. And I was just like a wreck, I'll admit, just a wreck. And as I went through the process of meeting in my body, we had this um, really powerful conversation around um, – I want to sum it up – so we got to this place of, hey, I, I, need, I need to share with you how I felt about this. And he shared with me how he felt about it. And we both learned a lot about how to witness ourselves and witness each other. And yet I was like, I don't know what I could have said that would have made it clearer that I needed more time and space than what I got, right? Like I, I felt like I had communicated I need a little more space before he continues to create a relationship with this new lover. And he didn't hear that. And so I said, okay, tell me, how do I say that in a way that will be clearer next time? Because I don't think I know. And he kind of giggled. He's like, sweetie, you're so good at this stuff. Like, you, you got this. You'll figure it out. You'll know. You'll know what to say. 
and I like felt even more like my body is now like trembling. I, my, my solar plexus was tight. My belly was so bound up that I, again, I felt like I wanted to throw up and I was shaking and I was looking at them. I'm like, no, I don't think I know how to say what you're, you know? And, and, and so he's realizing, whoa, okay. And so he, he says, okay, so here, and he gives an example of how he thought it could be worded. And I'm like, okay, I, I need to actually practice saying that to you, right? Cause I can hear him. I get it rationally. I know. And even in any other situation outside of this particular one, I can speak my needs very clearly. So like speaking about, Hey, I'm really noticing this is feeling uncomfortable for me. Could we do this in this way? Right. That type of thing. When it's not my primary emotionally connected partner is super easy for me. But in this case, from whatever reasons we have in the way our, our bond is connected, I have this desperate fear that shows up sometimes in wanting to say something because I'm afraid I'll lose him or I'll, which I've met that layer in my body, or I'm afraid that I'll lose me, that I'll screw something up and, and I'll mess it up, you know, and there's all sorts of stories to this, which you can come back to. But the point at this point is, in this conversation, I'm like, I need to practice saying this. And he said, okay. And so he, he sat and held space with me as I, as I did my best to now say it, which went something like this, like, okay, this is the way it could have gone instead of the way it went. Hey, my love, I hear you sharing that you've had this new connection with a new lover and that it's feeling really good for you and that you really deeply honored us and our connection and all of our agreements. And I see, and I know that. And, and I'm really feeling like I feel love and care. And this word compersion, that frankly, I used to hate this word compersion, side note, used to kind of piss me off actually. But the compersion, which means having like love and compassion for when your lover is in joy in love with someone else. It's a really, it's like the opposite of jealousy. And it's something I had a hard time with early on in my poly career because career, <laughs> that's not the right word early on in my poly journey. Um, because I couldn't feel it. I really had no concept of it. And here I was feeling it uh, gently, tenderly. <laughs> and so instead, what, what could I say? Hey, so I'm, I'm feeling that it was really good for you. And I feel this is still a little tender and new for me. I'm going to need a little time to really integrate this with you. Could we check in tomorrow again? And in the meantime, can you not reach out for more contact with this new love of yours until we connect again? Could you, could you not make additional contact? Like, could I actually ask for that? And I realized at the time, I couldn't put that in words. I felt so terrified that if I asked for that, that somehow I was a bad person or I was going to screw something up or he was going to hate me or whatever the story was. So I was for the first time able to really speak it as, yeah, that's, that's what I need. And, or that's a, a way I could have said it, that he, and we made sure that he really heard me, like whatever words I was using made sense for him. And that, that was clear. And it was so good to have, and in the meantime, I also had gone out in the backyard, done some moving and dancing, some yelling and some screaming and some roaring and, and moved the energy. So this, 
this all didn't just get resolved with one little five-minute conversation. That's, that's not what I'm trying to convey. But in this, in this arc of our topic for speaking your sexual truth, my point to this particular part of the story was actual speaking of my voice through my mouth, not writing it down, not hearing my lover speak it and agreeing to it, my vocalization of the thing was the last piece that had to unlock. All the other pieces I was totally clear with, and I thought I had been conveying, but that last piece needed to come in. And once I was able to start to speak that, and then we got clear on how we wanted to navigate the next section of our time apart, which involved me saying, you know, I I can't tell you how this is going to land because I feel a little bulldozed and more feels like it might feel harder. And yet I still get like that. What a joy that you're having this connection where at a time where you're, you're feeling some emotional drain as you're touring, like I feel like I'm ready to release you to just make that decision on your own. I'm not going to tell you one way or another. And so that's what we, we um, started to decide and, and then the rest of the pieces started to fall together later. So as that vocalization, speaking your sexual truth made a huge difference and it was supported in my own ways that I was meeting and connecting with other beings that was helping me feel good about really owning every part of me, that joyful, playful, giggly, self that I used to compartmentalize away from sexuality because I tried to, it was almost like, oh, I couldn't possibly be this giggly little self and be sexual. Like, yes, you can. (laughs) It's so great. (laughs) So speaking my sexual truth, or in this case, speaking a truth around how we were relating ended up cracking open another layer of my capacity to be whole and to be real and to feel really good about feeling good with myself and with my partner. And that's profound and not easy to do. I really want to acknowledge it can be really hard to speak our sexual truth. So let's take another moment for a break as we then come back in a few moments. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening live to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Leslie Blackburn has a detailed website where you can find radio podcasts, videocasts, and more free resources at leslieblackburn.com. The website is mobile-friendly and also has the full class and event schedule, information on private sessions, mailing list sign-up, and much more, again, at leslieblackburn.com. Announcing Leslie's new leadership program for those who support others' sexual empowerment. The program is titled Claiming Your Sacred Sexual Shamanic Self, and applications are open now. See details at leslieblackburn.com and fill out the interest chat form so she can have a conversation with you about whether this is the right thing at the right time for you. Leslie also offers private sessions and has helped many hundreds of individuals and couples over years on their path of sacred sexuality. Sessions are available either in person or by Zoom, Skype, or phone. See details on the website under Classes and Coaching. 
There are also options for home study practices. Sacred sexuality classes on four new topics are now available by video. You can purchase access to these at the website. And the Tantric Energy Touch Workshop is available as an audio CD. Order online at the website. The best way to get announcements about upcoming events, as well as inspirational stories, videos, and radio show archives, is to subscribe to the email newsletter by clicking on the link on the website, leslieblackburn.com. Reminder that Leslie is available for speaking engagements, too. More information at the website. Also, if you like what you heard today and want more, there's a whole new way to support Leslie in bringing these sacred sexuality teachings into the world and get amazing rewards for it, including sneak peeks of her new book, which is currently underway. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. See all details there, again, at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Thank you, my love. So speaking your sexual truth, I want to invite what's it like to meet our own. And as we, in this final um, segment, start to sink in again with our bodies and feeling on our bellies, maybe closing the eyes, and notice what sexual truth is something that you want to start to bring to the surface of your awareness. And explore a question. Think about something in your life that you've noticed, in particular if you've noticed this as a theme, as a pattern, as something that's shown up over and over again. And it, it might be the one thing that you really held at bay. And it might be something, maybe it's something that really turns you on and you're super ashamed of. And just take a moment to sit with that. Like, what are you noticing that has shown up for you over and over that is a turn on, that feels good, that you're curious about? And yet, you're, the shame that comes in shuts it down. Or if you express it, you get overwhelmed after expressing it with guilt and shame and then feel worse than when you started. So take a moment to just feel into what, what is that? And let, the, let that rise up. Let it have some space. Let the discomfort of the awareness of the shame part even show up. Like, oh, I'm really curious about this or I'm turned on by this, but, oh, I couldn't possibly... And then as you meet that in your being, the noticing, and you see that, shape it into something that you might be able to create for yourself. What might that look like? Or who could you, how could you ask for that support? And as you feel into that question, like, how can you create the container for this type of a share to be shared? Is it, and, and I'll invite, I think this, this happens a lot, is this, this rises to the surface and there's not clarity on how I can share it. 
I don't know how, where I can share it safely. So I'm just going to blurt it out there somewhere in sort of a trolling action on the internet. And I want to invite you shifting from that thing for you. And if the thing for you is to just hide it and stuff it away, I want to invite you shifting from that. But instead, how can you create? You get to take ownership and responsibility for this, this curiosity. How can you reach out and, and find a way where you can be seen, learn, be held like in, in you and bring that own care to you? Trust yourself in your own way to say, hey, this is important to me and I'm curious about it. And I'm not hurting anyone or anything or myself. And then reach out. You can reach out to me and ask to share a session. That's one option. It can also be you have a friend that you could finally feel safe to trust to say, you know what? I've been curious about kissing a person of my gender, right? I've been curious about that and I've never let myself meet it because X, Y, or Z. And just talk about it. So let yourself create, feel into how could you create the safe space for that to be heard? Being heard, speaking your truth around your sexuality. You don't have to do anything with it. You don't have to act on it. Speak it. And be heard. So fine, if you feel like there's, there's not someone you could trust with that as a friend or somebody in your community, then, then look up. How can you reach out to a sacred sexual healer or a sex therapist or reach out to you know, a coach, someone who you, can, who you feel safe to trust to start to open and meet this question for yourself? And to really begin to unpack the shame of our sexual truth. Powerful work we can do for ourselves. And what it starts to do is unpack the story from deep in the body in a way that clears the vessel. Like makes it clearer and clearer for you to just feel good about being you and be in your skin. Unpacking this story can be the thing that unlocks joy in your life. And you may or may not ever actually do the thing, maybe, maybe you do, that's part of what can be created, but just the act of starting to share and see that you don't have to be shamed for it is profound. And that right there can sometimes unwind stories from our bodies in powerful ways. And as we start to meet it and we start to be aware of it in ourselves and then shape that into a question and then create that container with someone to share it, we can also like move, breathe, make sound, unwind. And these are tools that in addition to talking and hearing and holding space for, I work with in my practice as well. What's it like to really give the body space and room to unlock the old story, de-armor from the shields that we've carried our, all our lives, you know, unstick from the binding patterns that have served a purpose for a while, protected us as young ones from things that weren't so great. But it's time. You know, we know. You'll know when it's time because it, it will become clear and you'll hear it. 
when it's not time, it's just we don't see it. When you know, you'll know. And reach out. That's the time. And then we can meet the body and really unpack and unwind using breath and sound and movement and touch to consciously unpack these old stories and create freedom in our expression, freedom in our voice, freedom in our sexuality. And that voice, as we unpack the sexual shame, our voice for our work in the world opens no matter what your work in the world is. And, you know, sometimes when you feel that call to your work in the world being supporting other sexual empowerment, that's another way I support folks. I have a leadership program where I support those who really feel that call into supporting other sexual empowerment. How do you shape that? How do you find your voice in what you want to share in the world? Great. Reach out and let's have a conversation to see if this program that's this fall, September to December of 2019, to see how it fits for you. And when your voice is, is whatever your voice is, each of us have our own voice, connecting with and speaking our sexual truth as it opens and releases sexual shame, supports our sexual empowerment so that we now can vocalize and speak up for what's really important to us. And to take action where we feel called to take action to make changes in the world. And to recognize where we've been in, our, in relationship with our own ancestral lineage and culture and how that affects other beings around us and how we've been affected by. And then make reparations or hold space for those more marginalized, those who've been impacted in groups and cultures that have had a chance to have a voice. How can we and this is my personal inquiry, how can I speak and create, use, use the voice that I'm feeling my power in and a recognition of my own place in this journey as a white person whose ancestors colonized this continent and who, you know, in that co- colonialization, in that colonialization, the massacres and the, the horrors that happen. How can I recognize that and in my own journey and like start to unpack it my, and find some forgiveness in my own, in my own lineage. That's not been easy because I've just wanted to like ignore it. How can I unpack that and then support and be of service so that um, other voices can be heard? The voices that get pushed aside. So I acknowledge the privilege I've had to be able to start to bring my voice out into the world and I'm ready to honor and um, really support other voices to be heard as well. So with that, a breath in our final body awareness, planting the seed of that question, letting it have space to be heard, and creating the container you need to feel safe to express, reaching out for support when you seek that. <sighs> Allow an exhale to carry away anything that's no longer serving about the stories you've written about your sexuality and your body. And inhale, inviting in the courage 
the patience, the love, the care, whatever pieces you need that you want to fill with to support you on your journey. Let yourself feel your body filled with that and filled with the support of people who really, we are all in this together and everything's going to be okay. Deep gratitude and namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to contact Leslie, please visit her website, leslieblackburn.com. Leslie is also available for private sessions, and you can find more information about this at the website. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and have a beautiful day. Join us again next time for continued support on your path of self-realization. The power is within you to heal your body, connect deeply with others, manifest your heart's desires, and experience your deepest bliss. By our healing, we impact others, inspiring love for humanity and the planet. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn.